does everybody know what time it is? Time to slip on your journeyman's vest, foot chest waders, and grab your tackle and rods. That's right, it doesn't sound like it, but it's grunt work. A week without you, thought I'd forget. Two weeks without, and I still haven't gotten over you yet. Vacation, all I ever wanted. Vacation had to get away. Vacation meant to be listening to Grunt Work, a podcast about the TV series Home Improvement that comes free with every ATV rental. <laughs> I'm your host, Truman the Hey Guys, Can You Slow the Speedboat Down a Bit, Man Caps, and with me as always is my co-host Landon the Woo Man Solano. Landon. Yes. I feel like you got the nicknames reversed. Uh, actually, mine would actually be Landon <laughs> Solano. Sorry, you're giving for the vomit sound effects. Giving them the best kind. The second we're back, your puke noise is right into the microphone. People remembering now why they were happier for the time. I know, we were and away. I had such a sweet uh, thing I was going to say about the hidden message in your your talk singing at the top of this episode. I feel like you're speaking directly to me since we haven't seen each other in such a while. It, it has it has been it has been a minute. It has been a vacation from everything about our lives really <laughs> uh, i also just would point out that, yeah. that i think we would both be the hey guys can you sell the speedboat down man or more than that it would be actually yeah. it would be truman and landon the uh, no thank you i'd prefer not to go water skiing man <laughs> yep truman and landon i would 100 percent be jill in this episode minus the point where she decides to get on the boat yeah yeah so you, you just be yeah uh truman and landon the no thanks i'll chill out at the hotel and try and write a poem <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's our, that's our speed, man. That's what we do. Oh, man. Well, before we get into this episode, uh, let's do some house cleaning right yes. here up front. Yes. As listeners, our weekly, week-to-week -week listeners, uh, obviously already notice, it's not Tuesday. It's not Tuesday. Today is Thursday. Wait, it's not Tuesday? Shit. <laughs> I have a whole bunch of stuff I've got to do, but this improv <laughs> hasn't been planned out well enough that I don't I have something to pick up my laundry. That laundry, that's exactly it. Um, yes, we have switched to Thursdays. Yes, uh, we're transitioning to, to Thursdays. <laughs> we turned into some weird uh, claymation uh, version of ourselves and exactly. burst through the screen and decided, uh, you know what, Tuesday... Uh, it's for chumps. That's a season four thing. Yeah. It's a season three thing. <laughs> That's why we didn't have as much fun with those seasons is because we were coming out on the wrong days. <laughs> Guys, it's all, it's all, we're really into astrology now. Yep. Venus is in a better place on Thursdays. The alignment of uh, the moons and stars on Thursdays is all, a lot better. That's, you know, the, moons. the rotation that, that works on a weekly basis, right? I think that's how it works. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. We're good. Um... <laughs> So, uh, welcome back, Truman. It's good to see you. Thank you, Landon. Welcome back to you as well. Uh, there are going to be a few slight structural changes um, in episodes moving forward. Not anything too drastic. Uh, nothing that I even really want to draw out here. I yeah. just wanted to acknowledge that, you know, with each season, we try to improve and we try to... Um, Cut the fat a little, trim, yeah. trim it, you know, get yeah. get our uh, summer bods yeah, get, going. Get beach body it's never ready. Too, never too early to start here in October. No, certainly not. It so certainly feels like I mean, summer. It's, it's like 89 degrees It was 91 earlier today. Oh, God. And that's, and I don't even want to think about what it was like in my neighborhood. So, yeah, yeah, no. I think the biggest structural change we're making is that now uh, this podcast is about true crime. Yep. But other than that, everything stays the same. We're still counting how many grunts happen in murders. <laughs> yeah, but we've just replaced uh, the actual names with names of... Uh, characters from home improvement mm -hmm. so and let me tell you something real bad happens to al this week <laughs> just like most weeks on this show oh okay truman Landon. on this show 
Yes. We watch Home Improvement. We do. This I, TV show that we have watched for three years now the, every time we talk about how long we've been do, like in my head we've been doing this for like four and a half months and then i and then it's like and then it's like yeah. i'm bruce campbell at the end of army of darkness realizing how long it's really been <laughs> and here we are back for season five season five the uh, best we we took our extended break we've yes. never taken a break this long before i know rebroadcast old episodes which i i actually enjoyed listening yeah, to. It's yeah been it was, it was, i was nervous about it but i was i enjoyed it yeah really pretty good um, trip down memory lane like watching tv land <laughs> oh my god are we gonna get syndicated that that'll make me feel old if you go from watching betty white to listening to grunt work <laughs> i'm gonna be like ah i'll simultaneously feel like i made it but also that I'm old. If we get a syndication deal for our podcast, you will be able to reverse the aging process by pouring money into your <laughs> is veins. That, is that how that works? That's exactly how oh. it works. That's how Paul Rudd looks younger than me. <laughs> just, yeah, I see. The more successful he gets, the younger he tends to look. So he's just injecting that money directly back into his face. Benjamin Button um, <laughs> was super famous, I guess. I don't really remember much of that movie. I tried to block it out, in fact. Oh, my goodness. Um, but season five, did you have any uh, expectations uh, I was a little nervous going into it, not knowing what to expect. Uh, you know, I, I, I think I came into it kind of optimistic. Yeah. I think as, as the, the vacation worked, honestly, being away from the show for a little while yes. uh, made it possible Agreed. for me to come into it without the jadedness that I was yep. bringing to other, other stuff before. So, uh, other stuff by which I mean episodes of the show we do a <laughs> podcast about. So I, you know, and I feel like more or less met my expectations. Do we yeah. do we want to talk about what happened this week? Do we want to synopsize? Uh, yeah, this I, week? Well, I was just kind of I was gonna. Oh, we're we gonna talk us, about let, our... it, let us bring our personal experience into it, not our personal reflections of the episode. Just, oh, just uh, personal experiences. You know, we've been gone and now we're back, and I feel like a new person. Yeah, no, uh, I, I whole, renewed energy for the show, and yeah, uh, uh, I didn't go on a swanky vacation like you did, but um, the time off certainly gave me some headspace that I much needed. Yeah, absolutely. I was in Spain for two weeks, and everywhere I went, I was like, uh, tu, uh, tu sabes uh, el uh, improvimiento de casa. Oh, and God, I got like half of those words. I know, I, and I got like half of them too. I, I think between, <laughs> like, you probably speak more Spanish than I do, so you would actually know. The point is, people over there didn't really know what it was, so oh, it, was, okay. it was great. It was a nice little vacation from home improvement, <laughs> uh, and from home. Yeah, um, uh, so I, I have a renewed energy going into season five and uh um very much looking forward to where where it's going every every piece of thinly sliced parma ham i ate uh <laughs> gave me strength to continue it, it just strengthened that bond between you and tim taylor yeah, honestly yes every every I feel a little bad for your girlfriend at night oh, uh, yeah, it was you're it, like listen honey i gotta go do a clip show <laughs> That's, can that be our new nickname for like digestive distress? Uh, excuse me, folks. I'm gonna go do a clip show over here. <laughs> uh, boy. Oh, but here we are, season five. Let's get to it, man. Let's just jump right in. Yeah. This week, yes, on Home Improvement, yes. What happened? I'll tell you. Uh, Jill's favorite cousin is getting married in Traverse City, and the entire ta uh, Taylor family is excited for the trip, well, just for different reasons. Ah, uh, there you go. Yes. <laughs> dramatic pause and, and all that that's how I, I sentences are constructed i cut you off I'm so, i forgot that on vacation <laughs> tim and the boys look forward to a weekend of fly fishing water skiing and off-roading while jill wants to send her uh, cousin off with a loving tribute however when tim finally convinces jill to let loose she ends up with a broken nose and uh, 
well, that's not what I wrote. What I wrote was, she ends up broken, battered, and embarrassed to speak at the wedding. Oh, wow. That's a, I, I like the way that you wrote it better than the way you tried to improvise. I agree. Yeah. And that's why I should stick to the script. Yes. Well, that's one thing. We've, there will be no more improvisation on this show. <laughs> Never again. We've rigidly scripted every moment so far. <laughs> We're very Mammoth-esque yeah. in that uh, even the ums and the, the what's and the huzz. Yeah. And, and it gets very profane eventually, too. <laughs> um, so that was, that was, was that... I'm sorry. I'm, that, that's I, like, a synopsis. That's I mean, a, did I miss anything? No, no, you, you didn't miss anything. I just didn't want to start yammering before uh, before oh. we were done. No, well, uh, you know, this is the part of the show that we didn't cut, which is called Guess That Title. Oh, yes. We are back for season five's meta game show, Guess That Title. <laughs> everybody's everybody's favorite game show <laughs> on grunt work. <laughs> the one that everyone likes more than was this person on ER or not. Uh, okay. <laughs> So I have... I That's have, a meta game show, by the way. Is, okay, true. Very true. <laughs> uh, all right. So I have four options. Okay. First one. I, I think you might actually get this one. You think I might? I do. Every time you say that, I don't. So you're jinxing me. Uh, I don't think you'll get this one at all. Does that even the table? That, that, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, now, I, now down is up, okay. left is right. I have no idea. <laughs> okay, first option. Wedding day vacay. Ooh, okay. Second one. I do. Woohoo! <laughs> Which is what people yell when they're water skiing. I've been led to believe. I having never engaged in the activity myself. Have you ever gone tubing? I went tubing once, and my and for a very short time. And the entire time, I was saying, "Hey guys, can you slow the speedboat down a little bit?" <laughs> but you can't. You have to go fast when you go tubing. Otherwise, the tube doesn't get the the tautness that it needs to go over the waves. And people were trying to explain that to me, and I was like, "I don't care. I don't like the speed. Actually, I, I don't like wanna, this at all. <laughs> I want to go down a lazy river on one of these. Uh, essentially, that I want to. I want to go down a lazy <laughs> river back to not being camping by a river in Eastern Oregon anymore. You, you want to go down a lazy river on a tube." with a separate tube next to you with a lazy susan on it that has kimchi <laughs> and a waterproof television playing an episode of cheers and then i think we're set um so third option third option matrimony Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. i like that and the last one which i'm sure it is speak now or forever hold your skis <laughs> that feels like the most home improvement one that you've ever come up with. I'm going to say that right now. The vacation. The vacation did it. That's what it was. I have to take another, like, however the hell long we were away to get I, another I, I almost want to give it to you because that one is so home improvement-esque. It's Thank not you. close to what the actual answer is, but just in the terms of the the genus, I don't know yeah. what you call that. Jesus, I think is what Jesus. you call it. You're yeah. so much like Jesus. Yeah. The beard that you grew. Thank you. Over, and you lost a lot of weight. Thank you. Well, well thank, thank the, you. The wound in your side looks a little weird. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But not to mention the wrists or the feet or oh, anything. I didn't see those till now. Yeah. You just opened your hand for me. I, I you know, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm out of good Jesus material. Okay. Uh, the actual title is A Tailor Runs Through It. Oh, man. Why did you think I'd get that? I'm not that clever. <laughs> And You're just, very clever. Oh, thank you. I mean, I, speaking of forever, hold your skis is very good. You're right. I am quite clever. That one just isn't like the river was a very small aspect of this. It was, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like fly fishing doesn't lend itself as well to comedy. Um, what were your? Okay, actually, for grade B, solid B, maybe even a oh, B plus. Well, okay. Yeah, I, I like that. What were your reactions to this episode? Your re like, how did it? How did it affect you? How did it hit you? Uh. I, I have some very interesting takes on things that I want to get into in the deep dive. What, what's, um, the, what's the caloric value of these takes in terms of heat? 
I, I don't know that much science. Well, I mean, like caloric like, intake. I can tell you how many calories each take has, but I can't tell you how hot. I mean, if you were talking about Scoville levels yeah, in terms yeah, of the, the hotness of yeah, my takes, yeah, uh, uh, probably pretty mild. Okay, how how many calories do your takes have? We're talking like Cheesecake Factory here or <laughs> Panera Bread? Well, Panera Bread's <laughs> thing is sodium, I guess. Yeah, uh, I'd say. It's not quite Cheesecake Factory level. It might be like Fuddruckers. Okay. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Which Fuddruckers is really, it's up to you how much food you want to pile on your plate. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, kind of, uh, it's pretty, so the takes the takes are as spicy as you want them to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Take, it, hotness is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. The oddly beautiful thing that I just <laughs> said. Okay, continue, please. Uh, so I actually think that this was a really great uh, uh way to start the season yes um not just throwing us back into the same old same old stuff uh there were some problems that i'll go into more as i said in the deep dive but overall um it felt pleasant enough uh, to welcome us back yeah yeah i would say that this felt like look okay let me tell you a quick story from my vacation oh, no. i don't okay. want to be the guy who who takes one international trip Wait, is this and this, this talking uh, about spain trip you're talking about the spain trip yeah all right i, I don't Bring want to the, 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 don't slideshow let's do this don't want to talk about oh god you have a powerpoint how worldly and cultured i am but i will just say that on the flight there they served us a meal on the plane and it was really uh, it was really good it was like some kind of roast chicken and it had like you know it was in this little package and there was uh like a pasta and there was a roll with it Mm. and and butter and then i think even a dessert course came through it was really it was a credit to the airline i can tell by your 20th picture here of your food that you're showing me i i I know i know i mean i not need to circle everything with your laser pointer but i uh, i was there a doily no should i have packed one (laughs) yes will i do it next time absolutely i i put i put all my doilies in my checked bag that is that is a rookie mistake yes it is for, especially for international travel the point is uh they like i was i was sitting there and they were coming down with the cart for for dinner and i was like i don't know what i'm gonna get i have a general expectation of what this airplane food is gonna be so my hopes aren't too high they brought me the food and it was like this is at the high end of what my low expectations were and i'm perfectly happy with it and i would kind of say that this episode was was that it was like i had <laughs> I mean, that is the biggest backhanded compliment to the show. Not that I give a shit, but uh, to say this is pretty good shit. I mean, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I was not com- not in slang terms either. I I've been away from home improvement for a while, and I was like, okay, coming back to it. <laughs> Bear in mind what it's going to be. I've started, by the way. I finished. I finished Cheers probably a month, month and a half ago. Thank you, thank you, everyone. Thank you. I cried. Yes, it's beautiful. And and I've thus. Because I have now just immediately rolled right into a full rewatch of Frasier because oh, I wow. haven't. Yeah, so I'm I'm now in season two. So I've been watching a lot of Frasier, and I've been like, okay, you seriously need to ratchet your expectations back now for the <laughs> other three cameras sitcom you're watching. But no, I went into it um, thinking like, okay, just realistic expectations, and I was really pleased. Like, mm-hmm. I there were a bunch of bits in it that I thought were funny. Tim's antics, even though he actually physically injures Jill in this episode. I didn't find him that bad. Somehow mm. he didn't upset me that much. Like there's certainly yeah. things we'll talk about. Yeah. And you know, and also it was a lot of fun because there's like two sets on two shots on sound stages, maybe three, and then the rest of it is just them cavorting and montages. I um, mean, yeah, location shoots and uh, what we suspect, uh, and I'll I'll look it up before we actually start um, that they actually filmed in Michigan. Yeah. Yeah, I, so I would say that over to continue with both the food-based or the uh, con- 
consumable item-based comparisons and the summary <laughs> theme of it, I'd say that this was like a Bud Light Lime or a uh, Keystone... Cop. Light? Yeah, Keystone Cop. It chases me around in slow motion, tripping over its own shoes. <laughs> Lots of blunders. It just it just goes down smooth. It's just like drinking a shitty beer in the summertime. Yeah, someone who okay. doesn't really drink that much beer. Uh, fantastic. Yeah. Well, then, uh, before we get into the deep dive, uh, just want to, uh, take a second to thank our, uh, our top tier Patreon sponsors. Yes. Uh, which we really appreciate. Thank yes. you to our overseers, Tara, John with an H, John without an H, Ooh. uh, Tom with two M's, and Kirsty. Yes, with all of the normal letters that you would expect in that name. Uh, well, I guess there's a lot of different ways to yeah, spell do people- it. people... Sometimes spell Kiersey with a Y. There's Y's in there sometimes. I'm sure there's some millennial out there who spells it K R or K Y R blah blah blah, which is a lot of weird letters to put in there. I yeah, don't know why you'd fit blah 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 in the center of your name. But I, you know, hey, people people are, are taking new uh, t- new new attitudes toward a name can be. <laughs> I will say, not not suggesting that I know uh, personally one of these people or anything, but I have uh, been out at restaurants with a person whose name happens to be Kirsty and and like you give your name up front and then like you get your your ticket with the name yes. written on it and i've seen it spelled like k-y-r-s-t-i before mm-hmm. and so it's like people have a lot of impressions on how this goes yeah just like my name too which is surprising to me yeah that you know it seems like there's really only one or two spellings of it but i'm always surprised yeah you know cheesecake factory thought my name was Terman once so <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i enunciated properly it's like Combining both of Strom Thurmond's names together into one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, let's make a portmanteau out of one of the all-time worst human beings' names. And then assign it to you, Truman. Um, but yeah, thank yeah. you to our to our benevolent overseers yes. who uh, keep the lights on here at Gruntwork Studios. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, let's do this dang thing and get into the deep end of the river. Pardon my French, but dang right. <laughs> It's that's that's get heckin' into it. We we start uh at the Taylor house. Yes. And um right out the gate, it's subtle. I don't think viewers are gonna pick up on it because it just glazes past it so quickly. Mark is interacting with the grunt creep, yep, playing cards with him. Yep, Casino Royale shit. Play there. I don't know what game they're playing, but like they've got cards laid out between them. They're both throwing cards down there. It's it's not that the Grunt Creep is just putting cards down on, like, Solitaire that Mark is playing by himself. There is clearly two sets of cards being played uh, against each other, some sort of competitive game like War. I'm not sure, but um, Mark now can it see and interact with the Grunt Creep. Maybe, maybe, maybe like in Jojo Rabbit, how that kid is best friends with Hitler in his own mind. Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe Mark is best friends with the Grunt Creep. Because you just said Mark isn't playing Solitaire, and the first thing I thought is... But it would kind of make sense for Mark to be playing Solitaire. It would, yeah, but and he's not. But maybe he's invented in his mind a personification of the name of the TV show that he's on that won't bully him or be mean to him. In fact, the Grunt Creep is more of a fuck-up than Mark is because he's always <laughs> falling over and crashing off of things. He is? Yes, did you forget this quickly? Like, half of the episodes last season start with the Grunt Creep, like, trying oh, to, like, Oh, I thought you meant Mark. I thought no, you meant no, Mark. No, 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 Mark is remarkably graceful. <laughs> remarkably graceful compared to the Grunt Creep. Yes. Yeah. Um, but now, here's something Here's something I noticed about Mark playing cards with the Grunt Creep. Okay. The Grunt Creep, as they're playing, pulls open the M in Home Improvement, like, which is like a drawer into his body, mm-hmm. throws a couple cards in there, reaches in, pulls out a couple other cards, shuts it, and is playing them. So I think the Grunt Creep is cheating at cards, 
like like in say the movie Maverick, uh, where Mel Gibson has uh-huh. like the thing up his sleeve. Or wait, no, maybe it's Silverado where Jeff Goldblum has the thing up his sleeve. I mean, that's been done in a number of movies. Uh, it's one of those two westerns <laughs> from the late eighties where it happens. But a person is like dealing his own special cards yeah. to him. So yeah, the the Grunt creep is cheating at cards with a little boy. Interesting. I, I I'm liking this idea just right out the gate. That we're developing this theory that the grunt creep is actually a manifestation uh, manifestation of Mark's, <laughs> of Mark's mind, because we've speculated in the past that all of the cartoon physics tend to stem from Markisms, uh, or when Jill fell asleep the one time. But still, it seems to center around Mark. But we've yeah. also speculated that the show of Home Improvement is. Something that Mark has compiled together through home videos that he gets more interested in later in the series yeah. when he becomes more into videography. So this could just be his imaginary friend that's taking cues from the real world because if he's opening up his chest, it's very much like the tool man that they made for oh, Tim on yeah. uh, his birthday a couple years ago. So what he's saying is he really wishes he was playing cards with the tool personification of his absentee father. <laughs> yes. Uh, the only other thing I'd say, Donnie Darko, Donnie Mark, oh, maybe the grunt creep is like the rabbit. Maybe the universe is going to end. Wow. I wonder if that movie holds up. I don't know. I think it does. Yeah, it, it probably does. Yeah. Saved by the editor. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, so that's, you know, that right there is worth plenty of talk. But we, yeah. as we push into the room, uh, Jill is coming in and she's trying to get all the boys up and roused and ready to go because they are getting in the car to go off to her cousin's wedding yeah she she wants to get them clothes um she's just brought her own dress home and uh she's talking about the importance of this wedding to her and that uh they're going to be doing all this family stuff uh that they're you know not going to have a lot of time for other things and cue tim to come in dressed in his uh fishing vest and holding boogie boards and, three uh, boogie boards three boogie boards uh which he calls waterboards. Um, Maybe that's what you called them back in the day. I don't know that that's the term anymore. I I thought I thought he said boogie boards. Oh, but did he? Okay. I, I don't know. I, I heard the term waterboarding at one point, and I'm like, that's not a that's not something we call that anymore. Yeah. No, no, no. That that was. I think that that's because in character actor corner, one of the guests in this episode is John Yu, who is the uh, <laughs> you know, of course, obviously the Bush administration lawyer who wrote the memo about how waterboarding isn't torture. Guys, I'm just as funny this season as I was last season with my depressing inside baseball politics jokes. So. Uh, Yeah, so Tim and the boys are really... Because this wedding is going to be up by Traverse City. Traverse City, yes. Which is... Uh, Okay, you want a little Michigan Geographic uh, knowledge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show me your hand. I'm going to show you... Talk talk to the hand is what Landon is saying. Okay. um, This is normally... So, Detroit is about... Down here, yes. So at the base for of the people thumb. that don't know the Michigan trick, for you the hold people who aren't hand, looking at Landon's hand, you, Michigan is shaped like a mitten. So you hold up your hand uh, with the thumb pointing to the uh, right, to uh, your right, to my to my right, or yes. whoever's looking at it, right. Yeah. And uh, so Detroit is kind of toward the bottom of the thumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's typically where Hamtramck is, maybe a little bit more inland. Traverse City is way up here toward the tip of the pinky. Oh, dang. So, uh, which is on Lake Michigan. All right. Uh, which is where they're you know going to, to play. I, I've, I lived in Michigan for 24, 25 years. Yeah. I have no concept of what is in the center of the state. <laughs> <laughs> I know Detroit. I know Flint. I know Ann Arbor. I know Lansing, which is all roughly the same thing. 
I know the UP. Yeah. Uh, Upper Peninsula, for those of you at home. <laughs> and I know Traverse City down to, like, Muskegon. Yeah. I don't know what's in the center of the state. So much in the same way that I, who grew up on the West Coast and visited New York a few times, have no idea what's in the center of the country. <laughs> you, Like, you who are from the Midwest have no idea what's in Michigan's Midwest. Yes, exactly. Yo, dog, I heard you like the Midwest, so I put a Midwest in your Midwest. <laughs> so you can ice fish while you ice fish. Uh, oh my god so pretty much yeah but presumably tim and jewel and the boys don't know what's in the center of michigan either because they drive there so dang fast yeah and uh do we just want to cut to that uh that thing or actually well no i mean unless there's there's a few more things so i I do also just want to mention about traverse city is like the destination spot for these sorts of uh weekend vacations it's a you know destination town uh they have a fantastic cherry festival every year where there's like pies and all kinds Mm. of cherry recipes that come out um so it is very much like the place you go to get married okay um or the place you go to get cherried (laughs) (laughs) there's a reverging joke in there yeah (laughs) yeah i kind of realized as i was saying it and i was hoping you wouldn't draw attention to it What's this podcast for if not taking a magnifying glass to everything we don't want uncovered? Yeah, exactly. Like the show Home Improvement. <laughs> uh, anyway, the the only other thing worth mentioning here is that uh, he does mention that Al is going to be up at Wilson's cabin. Yes. Um, and that they're, he's excited to go, uh, you know, that he promises he won't miss a single family function. Yeah. Which clearly you know that that's setting it up that they will. Yes. Um, which I don't know that they do, but it doesn't matter. Uh, but he's excited to fit all of the activities in around the family functions yeah. and to spend time with Alan Wilson uh, up there. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, to, you know, the the boys and to roughly the same extent, but more tactfully, Tim, do not give a shit about this wedding. Yep. Jill extremely gives a shit about this wedding. The boys and Tim are all about the fun. And Jill is all about writing a poem and going to this wedding. Yeah. The responsible things. The responsible things, yeah. yeah. I mean, she committed to uh, providing something for this wedding. She wants to see that through and not half-ass it. Yeah. Um, Tim should know who he married, and Jill should know who she married. Yes. And and as we find out in the fifth season, they still have not figured that out. <laughs> So we get a cake transition. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just swipes from the top of the screen and slides its way down into the theme song. Yes, which is exactly the same. Yep, not a thing has changed. Nope. I thought I thought there'd be something a little bit different. I don't know why I expected that. Because it seems like we had one thing for two seasons and we had another one for two seasons. I was kind of expecting maybe another shift, but I, I feel like we're stuck with this one for a while yeah, until maybe. the boys noticeably age up. I mean, until until puberty really wallops them. Yeah. Maybe next season. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I guess it kind of. <laughs> I mean, it's happening fast. That dam is going to break, and it's going to break. Hard. Yeah, because they they already. I mean, Mark in particular looks vastly different than he does in the theme credits. But yeah. Um, do you have anything to say about the theme? Uh, Tim grunts during it, but we don't count those. And um, and Mark is in a video game. Yep, that's yep, it. That's, that's it. all I got. Yep. Uh, we and go to helicopter shots on location, and this really did look like this area of Michigan, this upper yeah. north uh, northwest version or uh, area of Michigan. Uh, I have not been able to find anything online about where they actually shot it, but um, we just get a lot of helicopter shots showing the wilderness. Uh, showing the hot rod, uh, which has been fixed. It's the one that got the beam dropped on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, very much akin to the opening of The Shining. Yeah. <laughs> Tim's not talking about Jeffrey Dahmer, though. Or no, the, the Donner no, the, Party. Yeah, the Donner Party. Donner Jeffrey Donner. Party. Donner. <laughs> I yeah. was going to say, that's a little after The Shining's time. Yeah. Um, 
And we get a, yeah, hot rod transition. Yeah, you know, they're just, uh, yeah, and there's voiceover of them talking about how fast Tim is driving because he wants to get their ASAP so he can yeah. get loads of stuff done. And yeah, they get to their hotel room and Tim is just rushing everybody in, dropping the bags, saying, okay, guys, we gotta go, we gotta go, oh, we gotta go fly fishing. He's lamenting that Jill insisted on stopping to use the bathroom instead yeah. of peeing in a coffee can at his insistence. <laughs> Tim is, uh, to borrow a term for you, give me the vapors here. This yeah. is precisely the type of vacation person that i cannot be around the person who is a rigid taskmaster yes minute by minute i i can't deal with it like i can tell tim not that he would ever step foot in a museum voluntarily but he's the type that would have the the guide in hand that oh. says okay we got to see the van gogh walk over to the van gogh look at the van gogh look at the thing okay we got to get over to the Renault, uh renoir go over to the renoir okay we saw the renoir okay let's yeah, go yeah. over to the statues okay great we do that it's just like <laughs> and time 35 yeah. minutes <laughs> precisely fuck you louvre new record <laughs> uh i can't i can't deal with that and yeah uh, he was he was stressing me out a little bit uh yeah definitely it's like hurry let's hurry up and relax <laughs> um so they're about to go running out the door yep. to go fish when uh jill's second cousin comes... <laughs> character actor corner <laughs> yes and she's the personification of a cali horn i guess <laughs> uh, i'm not gonna go too deep into this character actor because she's appeared on the show before, not as this character. Mm. Oh wow! Okay, do you do you want to venture a guess? No, I, I honestly don't because like it was, I, she was in one of the better episodes. You're gonna say bubble bubble toil and trouble, aren't you? <laughs> no, no, no. It's later than that. Uh, 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 not not the one about not the one where it's the dance floor in the basement. No. I've forgotten titles at this point. That's no, okay. She appears in the uh, uh, high school reunion episode as the organizer. Oh, uh, shit. who I happen to know and love. Uh, her name is Bonnie Hellman. Yeah. Um, she is from Friday the Thirteenth Part Four. The one who gets killed with a... A knife to the back of the head, but she's holding a banana. Right, And it's banana. been kind of a, a, a notorious uh, death scene. Because it's like, it's not that graphic in terms of blood, but there's something about the squishy banana that's just kind of yeah. gross. That they wasted a perfectly good banana <laughs> to get that shot. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's that, that's cool. Uh, well, and, and really, you'd think that someone who got killed by, uh, by uh, Jason would be maybe averse to going to a summary location with a big lake that people are frolicking on you'd think so she's uh, bounced back but you never know uh but here's the thing and this is the reason why i wanted to do a character act corner for her yeah uh last time she was on was before we started playing our meta game was she on er yes she was not God. on er <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I was kind of. I was just really hoping that I, that like, I would have picked something up from the. You know, I would have gained a savant-like appreciation for who's on ER while I was in Spain. You know, I had, uh, I had high hopes, and they've been dashed. And uh, it's probably gonna take the rest of the season to recover. Not well, gonna lie. Well, okay, well, get ready. You're gonna find out how much lower they can go. <laughs> uh, like, I'm going to set new records for failing in a bi uh, binary question. Um, uh, okay, so that is uh, Bonnie Hellman. Back yes. to the episode. She is playing um, Jill's second cousin. Yes. Uh, also known as Uncle Tubby's daughter. Yes. Great name. Great name for an uncle, um, I guess, if you is like it? hurting people's feelings. Uh, but yeah, she comes in and is very boisterous and jubilant. Like, oh, Tim, hello, hello. Yeah. And Tim 
in 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 peak assiness kind of responds with like fake enthusiasm to see her and yeah this kind of incensed me a little bit a she is also a different type that stresses me out i I certainly wouldn't like to be in a room with her necessarily but to see these two at it like there's something about the dichotomy that really kind of unnerved me Mm -hmm. in in a way that she's so excited and about this and so enthusiastic about this and Tim is so not enthusiastic about this and that he is making fun of her enthusiasm in a sarcastic way. Yeah, and to me it's more the question of is she oblivious to it? Is he aware that she's oblivious and taking advantage of it? Or is she not oblivious but too polite to say anything? Well, let's get the chart out here and just and, and put put all these up. Okay, are you guys playing along at home? We can connect them with yarn. Wait, there's just there's not an equation there that I feel good about. No, no, it's not. Yeah, he's he's you know he she's saying like, oh, it's so good to see you. We're so happy to have you here. And he's like, I know. I'm just so excited to be with you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's really just trying to get out the door as fast as possible. Yeah, and uh, but she, you know to throw a wrench in his plans no pun intended because this is home improvement a show about tools um (laughs) thank you for explaining the pun that you didn't intend it seems a little bit like you intended it when you explain a pun uh she says that she has uh thrown together a surprise cocktail party yes uh, which uh impedes on tim's time um going to do whatever they're trying to rush out fly fishing fly fishing yeah uh so she leaves and uh, Jill comes out to ask what was up, and we get one of the worst lines of the series so far. Well, I mean, well, Jill comes out and hears her saying this, and before Tim can say no, she says, we'll be there at 5 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. But then I, then what is the worst line so far? I actually don't. Oh, wait. Yes. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I can see you blocking it out of your head and then slowly pulling it back from the recesses. Do, I, I don't have it written down exactly. I know the thing to which you refer do you want to say it? Should I say uh, it? Well, yeah, I, I can't remember. I mean, he's responding to Jill, and I, my assumption was that she was asking, you know, who was that? I, I think I think what it is is he's saying to the boys, like, hurry up, we've only got an hour and a half before we have to come back and, and see Aunt Chubby, or Cousin Chubby. Cousin Chubby. Yeah. Oof. Oof. And it's like, no one even reacts to the line. There's no, the audience doesn't laugh, the boys don't have a rebuttal to it. It's just a really kind of gross line to end on yeah and then we get a sun transition yes <laughs> just like yeah distract you with bright lights yeah yeah god god is here to shine some rays on this <laughs> yeah sunlight is the best disinfectant for <laughs> gross things tim says and uh we end up at the lake where al and wilson are fly fishing i want that episode yeah seriously how did they get up how did they come to the decision to go to wilson's cabin together yeah what was the 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 trip up there like i want that indie short film how are they that good of friends i mean i get that they, they've probably all been around the same things but like yeah. i am uh, you know w- oh, hey wilson what are you doing this weekend oh well i'm going with my neighbor's co-worker to my cabin in on the opposite side of the state i mean look They've pulled Halloween pranks together at this point. Fair, pretty, fairly involved ones, too. I would even say that you and I have taken long road trips together about the same length as Hamtramck to Traverse City before we yeah. were super close. Before before we were co-parenting and that's how a we podcast. Became close, yeah. yeah, true. I guess that I guess that's true. It was, it was an important bonding moment, yeah. I suppose. And they were wedding oriented, although these guys aren't at the wedding. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I, I guess that's fair. I mean, I totally agree with you, though. I want to see the sideways style, like, road movie about them. Because also, that would be 
that wouldn't it wouldn't be like antagonistic it would just be each of their quirky personalities bouncing off each other in different ways and really kind of affirming look at their friendship (laughs) yeah exactly and uh that's that's a heartwarming story i want to see yeah uh but they're out there in this river and by the like when we're talking about uh, when we're talking about them at a river or whatever these are locations they are at and i have i really feel like they went to Michigan, said Truman, who's never been there, save for Detroit Airport <laughs> one time. But, like, because they're out in this river, and it's like, there's not a palm tree or, like, a, or a mountain in sight. And, you know, I'll be the first to concede that California is actually about 16 different states with all different kinds of topography. Uh, it could quite well be, but Possibly. having spent a significant amount of time in Traverse City uh, on vacations in my childhood... I mean, this looks very, very close to what I remember. And it's just, if that's the case, ridiculous that they flew the entire crew to Michigan, to a Michigan vacation destination, and they didn't even go to any landmarks, really. (laughs) They just went to, like... And that's, you know, reason to believe that they didn't actually go there. But uh, we're talking about that season five big bucko stuff now. Yeah, I gotta start out with a bang. What do people love? They love wedding episodes, and they love location shots. Yep, exactly. So, uh, Wilson and Al are fly fishing. Al is talking about how nice it is to be out of the city and away from the clutches of a domineering mother who won't let her son grow up. <laughs> sea change in Al's relationship with his mom. I'm getting, I'm getting shades of Buster Bluth now. Well, uh, I, I, I'm willing to chalk it up to Wilson's, uh, therapeutic, uh, nature. You know, it's more of a confessional, you mm-hmm. know, he pulls that out of people. So I, I, see I, that. I see that. Unless it tracks over the rest of the season, I'm willing to give that a pass as like, a, I just need to get this off my chest sort of thing sure just bros being bros i get that yeah uh Uh, cue more stress and vapors for me as uh tim and the boys just explode into the the scene how do they know exactly where on the river alan wilson where i'll never know it's it's like it's like wilson it's like tim has some sort of a homing system that allows him to (laughs) to hone in on wilson to bother him with questions (laughs) yes like like he's like tim imprinted on wilson early on and just (laughs) wilson is stuck with him he like picks up a scent from miles away yeah tim is like a wilson bloodhound like he just like he, he he sniffs a leaf and goes charging off into the underbrush oh my goodness um, but this gave you the vapors, the, Tim and the boys charging into the just river. The, the, well, yeah, because I like this, when the scene started, I'm like, oh my God, that looks nice. I don't give a shit about fishing. That's not my deal. No, it's not mine either. Uh, but just being in nature, being in quiet, being away from the city, being away from everything, being, being away with from Wilson. Tim, being with Wilson, being with Al. I'm yeah. like, I want that. I want to live Power in that. Combo. I want this to be my life. I want this to be the episode. You want that to be your screensaver. <laughs> and then just everything I don't like about Tim and the boys, the rambunctiousness and everything, the complete disregard for other people's uh, peace and serenity just burst in there and immediately put me at, like, stress level 11. Yeah, yeah. Ratcheted it right back up. Yeah. Um, That's ratchet. Is that what kids say? That w- It was extremely ratch. It was perhaps the most ratch of all things. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they come splashing into the river, presumably scaring all the fish. Yep. And, t- and Tim says to them, fish fast, boys. We've only got 53 minutes. <laughs> Which is funny. That's a funny line. It is a funny line. Now, and actually, I mean, are you remember your thing? Because I I, I want to interject my interject your thing. I'll remember mine. Uh, Thank you for your permission. (laughs) You're welcome. We're doing politeness on grunt work now. This is a season five thing. (laughs) We need consent. Yeah. Uh, Joke consent. So um, consent is no joke, Landon. That's I concede to your consent 
consensus. And that still became a joke. Okay, now please continue. <laughs> if I haven't taken you so far off track that you forgot what you were going to say. I didn't. The thing about this episode that I want to break open here is that Tim has arguably really good jokes in this episode. Yes. But I do not like the delivery of them from the character that he is. Yes. For instance, when he arrives and he sees Al, Al's got this amazing plaid hat uh, that looks like it's made from one of his shirts. <laughs> and, to, and to say nothing of the of the aviator shades he's wearing. <laughs> yes. The, the Joe Biden aviators. And Tim makes a joke uh, to the extent of like, oh, look, it's Al Al Bean. That's, yeah. And that's a funny joke. That but is a funny joke. It's the assholiness in which he says it like oh where'd you get that al, you know if he had said it like where'd you get that al al bean you know as like involving al and in, as part of the joke as opposed to trying to put him down yes it would be a whole different ball game for me so i'm stuck in this conflict between like oh, that's a damn good joke but it's a shitty joke because of the way you delivered it and i and also i should point out that there's no like hey al hey wilson it's just yes oh look it's al al bean yeah it, it's just a complete explosion of tim with no, as I said, no regard for anybody else, and it just tends to bore out. You know, uh, there are a few other instances throughout this episode, what, which I'll bring up when we get there, of him having these great jokes with assholey deliveries. I'm just like, yeah. Ugh. As the guy who watched three Frasier episodes today, I think that the way Frasier would say it is like, "Ah, well, I see you've made a trip to Al Albine recently," and then he and Martin like look at each other and laugh. Um, <laughs> or I, Niles throws one back in his face. Yeah, or Niles throws one back. No, more, more likely the punchline if they're in the river is like Niles like getting tied up in his lure and falling into the river or something. <laughs> and then Daphne's coming out of the RV like, who wants lemonade? Well, that would happen first and then Niles would yeah, fall. No, then, yeah. Oh, I do. <laughs> wow. God. Okay, so we're still doing that stuff, I guess. <laughs> if not even harder because you've just watched all of Frasier. I watched one. Frasier during season four. You're watching it during season five. We're never going to be free of our Frasier prison. Is it a prison or is it a resort? It's a prison made by ourselves. <laughs> well, technically we all live in a prison of our own making. Anyway, I remember watching this episode yeah. when I was a child. I remember seeing it on This TV. Home Improvement one? This Home Improvement really? episode. Yes. I remember, like, bits and pieces. I remember overhead shots of the car speeding along uh -huh. the road. I remember uh, the joke about uh, Jill not wanting to go to the bathroom in a coffee can. <laughs> and I remembered the line, oh, look, it's Al Albine. Like, I these bits and pieces. But, like, Al Albine has stuck with me. Like, as a child, that was a joke where I, like, regardless of the delivery, yeah. I was like, that's comedy. What if... That is funny. What if that's patient zero? What if your entire humor originated from that one joke? My humor, which is based heavily around portmanteaus yeah. and rhyming words, even when it's not funny? Yeah, that seems very likely. I was like, wait, <laughs> adults find this funny? I've cracked their code. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but, um, no, but I, I'm, I'm, we agree, and I'm in agreement, that's an assy way he delivered, like, yeah. when I saw it again now, I was like, oh, that was more fun when I was, like, seven, <laughs> like, many things that I liked yeah. back then. But we get a, uh, a water transition from the river, and well, it takes us to later on the river. Uh, really? Yeah, well, there's, there's like, a time okay, cut yeah, there, okay. uh, where Wilson is trying to show Brad how to fly fish, uh, do a specific, uh, uh, cast. Yeah, the old, um, the old goofy movie maneuver. And, uh... Tim is trying to put down Al some more. And Al has, like, I, I hope that this shows more examples uh, in future episodes, but he has, like, this steely cool. What, maybe it's the aviators, but... I think I think it is. Uh, the, the way that he handles Tim 
throwing shit at him was a lot more Teflon uh, this week than normal. I think because he he and he and Wilson drove up there together, and it really boosted his self esteem <laughs> in a way that he doesn't See, get at home or at this work. This is the necess- uh, necessity for positive relationships in your life. Yeah, I want. You know, I know that I'd said sideways earlier. I actually want it to be more like the trip, but it's just <laughs> like instead of Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon, it's just a, a, a Wilson and Al, and they're only stopping at like fish shops along the way, <laughs> and it's just them like doing impressions. And Wilson's and, just doing impressions of like Freud and uh, Nietzsche and like weird bird calls, <laughs> and Al is uh, Al is only doing like uh, uh, square dance calling. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like all these shots in the kitchen of like the woman deep frying a slab of haddock or something and bringing it out or whatever the fuck fish they eat up there um oh my god so anyway yeah yeah but the, so he's with al he's being a dick to al and he mm-hmm. suggests to al uh like i bet you 10 bucks 20 bucks that i can catch more fish than you yeah and i actually you know for how much shit i give tim i do like the dynamic when al kind of um acquiesces to tim's uh throwdowns of gauntlets his challenges mm-hmm. where al just like just goes okay you're on we're gonna do this and yeah like, i want to see that like, yeah yeah, yeah. I, if we can get to that point sooner in these exchanges uh i'll be happier but uh it, it doesn't even matter because we don't this doesn't become anything because wilson yeah. just immediately chimes in and says we're here to achieve a higher consciousness uh classic spirit wilson. of the river yeah and and then al says yeah yeah tim by creating a competition you insult the spirit of the river <laughs> and then tim leans down and apologizes to the river and i'm like back to okay fuck you tim yeah and then but then and we cut straight from that to randy catching a fish and he like catches a fish laughter and then he's reeling it in and he's got like the net and he's got the fish in it and when he gets the fish in the net the audience who let's make this clear they shot this with a camera crew in an actual river so the audience is just watching videotape of this in a soundstage being recorded the audience is clapping and cheering like they're so happy for him like he like like they're watching a home video of jonathan taylor thomas actually catching his first fish like the like the the joy in the audience's response to this is kind of heartwarming honestly it is and uh you're watching a video of an actor in a river holding a net with a fish from ralph's or some shit in it um that's movie magic let's take this opportunity to cue the strauss music as a new dawn is upon us oh do we though no we do because the new dawn is a new corner oh god damn it i I wasn't trying to surprise you you still did (laughs) now i think that speaks more to your uh general demeanor than to me my skills at surprising you yeah (laughs) but uh so uh, the Strauss comes in, it swells as yeah. we, we dawn on a new age of JTT Corner. That doesn't flow off the mouth as much as I want. JTT do, Table? JTT Junction? <laughs> Let's call it JTT. Are we, are we building out Gruntwork Studios to now include a junction between two different places? Yes. Do you get from Pam's Corner to Richard <laughs> to Carn Corner going through the JTT Junction? I think you do. I also think JTT Junction sounds like a tween-focused talk show that he would have hosted <laughs> on Nickelodeon at the time. Hey, welcome to JTT Junction. Tonight, my guests are MC Scat Cat and Stick Stickly. Oh, God, I love it. Um, so, I don't I don't know what this is going to evolve into. Um, it's final form, we don't, like a Pokemon. Unlike Karn Corner, yes. we don't have access to jonathan taylor thomas so no we one can't does. ask He's been him lost. questions um but what i'm 
proposing is that uh, we we scavenge for uh, old Tiger Beats and uh, uh, pop magazines to just read what was going on with uh, JTT during these years. Read what society had to say about <laughs> JTT, who by this point yeah. was indisputably probably the most talked about person on the show. I would bigger than Tim Allen. I, I mean, I would say they're equals because Jonathan Taylor Thomas Which had Tim Lion King and man of the house. It's true. Tim Allen had toy story and the Santa Claus. Wow. So they Just, are kind of, yeah, two Titans going head to head here. Yeah. Um, but for this Jonathan Taylor, JTT junction. Yeah. Uh, I think that's going to stick. I'm sorry. It's no, gonna stick. no, I like it. All um, the worst things are sticky. I, well, <laughs> Now I regret it. Uh, <laughs> Regrets we, are a new theme of this podcast. I'm I'm going to just start uh, a book called Totally JTT, uh, written by Michael and Johns. Um, Weird name, almost like a pseudonym. Strange name. Maybe we'll get to the bottom of that at some point. But uh, I'm just going to start from the beginning and see, you know, where we go with it. And can you just give me a brief overview of what WTF this book is? It's just like a book of. It's so. Um, Back in the 90s, I don't know if they still do it. I can't imagine that they do, but they would do these like mini biographies of big pop stars at the time. I yeah. remember I had one of Chris Farley. It was like one of the later ones that they ever did. But yeah. for any of the like wherever they can get the dollars off of the, you know, screaming teen girls. Yeah. They would put these, you know, Backstreet Boys had them and Sync had one. I'm sure there was probably separate ones for every single member of those bands. What about Vanilla Ice? Probably okay. Uh, okay. I don't know that he was a heartthrob the way that. Uh, boys uh, were, uh, but... I would point you towards a movie <laughs> called Cool as Ice. <laughs> he clearly, was a heartthrob, or at least his management team and the cinematographer yeah. from Schindler's List were trying to present him that way. <laughs> <laughs> but let's start with um, page one, should we? Yeah. It uh, it starts by saying, absolutely, positively, totally, JTT. Okay. He's the hottest new teen star on the big and small screens, but a full schedule, millions of fans, and countless charitable appearances haven't stopped Jonathan Taylor Thomas from adding more projects to his full plate. They're all here, from his hit TV show, Home Improvement, oh, I've heard of that. to blockbuster movies like the Disney King's... Uh, the Disney Kings? <laughs> like Disney's The that, Lion King. Is, is that like the Latin Kings, but then they <laughs> hang out at Disneyland? Is that like a gang? Honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if there was a gang that only, like, they have those at Magic Mountain. I'm sure they, just they... show up, like, flicking the button, the share, the buttons that you can uh, uh, yeah, yeah, trade. Yeah, but it's like forcible pin trades. They're like, hold, they hold you down with, like, a with like a butterfly knife and, like, you know. I want you, Jack Skellington. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, like, Disney... Jesus. Come on. Movies like Disney's The Lion King, Man of the House. Oh, I saw uh, that. Tom and Huck. And Pinocchio. Oh. Uh, join him behind the scenes and learn what it's like to work with Tim Allen, Chevy Chase, Farrah Fawcett, and others. The perks and pitfalls of stardom, how he makes time for his favorite causes, what kind of girl appeals to him. Oh boy, that's, and that's more. Why this was flying off the shelves, I tell you what. <laughs> Read all about the guy you'd love to meet, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Wow. Uh, and then I'll just go through the dedication. Mm hmm. Which is uh, very enigmatic. It just says, to the real teenage Thank you. Oh. Are you saying there's a teenage in all of us? <laughs> I think so. It seems, that, that seems, that 
I almost picture like the youth pastor finds this in in the girl's <laughs> backpack at at church camp and gathers everyone together, flips the chair around, and says, "Okay, I want to tell you about a real teen angel who lives inside all of your hearts, and he's worked with some pretty hot stars too, like Abraham and Mary, and uh, his dad, God." <laughs> Oh my God. Well, uh, Jonathan, JTT Junction sounds like it's going to be uh, chock full of uh, interesting tidbits. I, I really, this, this sounds like a real page turner. <laughs> Speaking of books, I'm realizing now, I think Abraham was in the Old Testament, so it's probably before Jesus, but still, the, the joke stands. Oh, okay. Well, that is uh, JTT Junction for this week. <laughs> Who knows oh, where God. it'll take us next week? Let's get, let's get back on the train out of JTT Ooh. Junction. Um, Okay, so Randy catches his fish. We get a uh, claymation fish transition. It's that, really, like, really weird. Licks the screen or flicks its tongue at us. It's really gross. If you've played Mario Kart 64, there's a gigantic fish when you win, like when you win one of the Grand Prix yes. races, where this gigantic fish comes up and and like barfs out a trophy that that the winner gets. It kind of looked like that fish. It did very much so. Oh, hashtag only '90s kids. <laughs> uh, we cut to the cocktail party yes. where uh, the. Tim and the boys show up in their fishing gear. Yeah, they come running up, and and Jill is frowning at them because everyone is dressed kind of nicely. It's like yeah. it's it's outdoors. It's on like a, a patio yeah. or a deck or something. This is another example of a good line delivered shittily in a situation that is fiercely annoying to me. Yes, where they're just completely interrupting this with their own energy and you know dressed down in their fishing gear yeah and uh it's just that already is just egregious to me yeah but then they delivered the line you know, we did a lot of fly fishing today and boy did we catch a lot of flies good line which is a great line hysterical just, i don't like this situation which is delivered yeah he's just, like everyone's kind of doing their own thing and then tim just comes in yelling this out is sort of a smelling a fish i'm sure they didn't shower i don't i don't think i don't think tim caught any fish because what we don't like what the way we see him fishing he's trying to he's trying to spear fish with his rod he dives into the creek at one point yeah yeah um but but jill kind of frowns at them and tim says well we're on time in fact we got here 30 seconds early yep and uh cut the the quickest scene that's ever been in a home improvement episode well he goes he goes to hug aunt edna or something and then as he tries to pull away one of the lures or one of the hooks on his vest is hooked onto her dress and then it's just like this awkward moment and then it's like yep that's enough of that scene we're done (laughs) we get a tree transition uh to the hotel it's uh five 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 in the morning um it's it's, that's that's how i that's how you say times that's how you know it's a tv show when the clocks all say five 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 because that's the that's the time that they set aside for movies uh and tim is uh he's already awake in bed just waiting for the the alarm to run out why not just get out of bed yeah um but he's rushing uh out of bed to get to um what i only presume is a montage yes yeah you know the montage waits for nobody you got to be there on time and, it's and true. Jill, Jill says, you know, where, you know, Tim, it's so early, come back to bed. And he says, I've got a lot of fun stuff to do today, and I can't waste time in bed with you. Which, uh, good luck having any fun in bed ever again after yeah. a line like well, that, Tim. She seems to be more forgiving than I would be. Yeah. Uh, that's the <laughs> sums up Jill for the entire series. Yes. Then we cut to the first shot of the montage. Tim. And, and William Tell Overture is playing. Yep. The William Tell Overture. Uh had that written down somewhere but um well you didn't need to because i knew what it was yeah Yeah. there you go i was just trying to show i'm as smart as you yeah i think people already know you know a lot of things about about michigan and also you can do math um (laughs) tim and the boys are running 
what I think, if this is Traverse City, would be called the Bear Dunes. Yeah. I think that's what they're called. Uh, it's been a million years since I've been there. You must have hated them then. I, they used to be my favorite thing in the world uh, when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, I have one of my more traumatic uh, experiences is at this, one. Was Was there an actual bear there? Is this why you don't like bears? Close. It's, it, it's not a bear, but it's another creature that I like want to throw up over. Do you, do I'm not we, going to. We don't have to talk about no, it. No, if no, you no. Don't, yeah. <laughs> it's so the shot in this episode was a little deceiving because they're running um, and there's wilderness behind them. Yeah. But on the flip side of it, they are running and the, the dunes just go directly into the water. Oh, that must be cool. Yeah, it is really, really cool. Um, but you don't want to get on the wrong side of the dune because if you go, it's like a cliff almost. Yeah. I mean, it, you're not going to fall and die or anything, but you'll slide down and you can't get back up. Yeah, sure. You're just like in the water lapping up against the sand. Yeah. And then you have to, and there's no shore really. It's just water going right up against it. Mm. And, uh, when I was, I want to say maybe 11 in that really awkward pre-adolescent era and uh, where you just don't, you're mortified about everything. Mm -hmm. I don't remember even how, if someone pushed me or if I tripped or, you know, I did a lot of weird things for attention and probably pretended to trip and fall, but I actually did fall down the side of one of these oh my God. dunes to this shoreless area. That's not the traumatic part. <laughs> I'm traumatized already, but keep going. Uh, I fell uh, into whatever the quote-unquote shoreline, I'm doing air quotes, which was just nothing but maggots. No, 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 no. And uh, it was so gross. Oh, Landon. <laughs> this is a true crime podcast. Oh, God. Oh, dude. I cannot even I look at one these days without being immediately thrown back there and i that, was thrown back there as soon as i even saw the dunes i'm like I, oh. you, you were writhing in pain on the couch i was and th that's just so weird because me and the rest of the world we look at maggots and we're like fuck yeah right. maggots, those are amazing we love looking at these <laughs> they're so cool um that is which is frustrating to me because they appear in a lot of italian horror films well landon you make certain <laughs> life choices uh how did you get out of the water again I, you know i i Honestly, don't remember. Uh, you, you, you're, it's just like scene missing. It is. It's like this one image I have of like going down the dunes. Like I kind of, it almost is kind of dreamlike in my head where I, I just have the sensation of kind of falling and tripping downward this dune and then like just seeing all of these things. I'm not even going to say the word. Yeah, we're all uh, thinking it now. Around my feet and the water line and just like those are the two things i have in my head i remember trying to claw back up but i don't remember how i got back up i i'm i am thinking of either raiders of the lost ark when karen allen like falls into the room full of just like skeletons that are all falling against her <laughs> and it's just a million shots of skeletons and skeletons coming out take like that snakes coming out with the the dark corridor from temple of doom with all the bugs yes <laughs> take that plus the scene in stand by me where they're covered in leeches Yep. So we're just kind of like, You're, yeah. Just, all just, of those are kind of flirting with my experience. Bunch of movies from like before 1985. Put them in a blender, whiz <laughs> them up. Uh, gross. Yeah, it I'm, was. I'm. I will never go to Traverse City out of solidarity. <laughs> Actually, this this episode still made it look fun. But yeah. Um. Well, and it's it's topical. I should mention falling down the bear dunes because as they're running along, 
uh, first Brad falls and starts rolling down the dune, and then Tim knocks Randy over, and Randy starts falling down the dune. Yeah. And then we cut to a shot of the three of them just running off, or them off running over the edge of the dune. <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, like, like a bunch of Fremen. <laughs> I, I even blocked that part out of my head of the episode, because I just... Uh, it's a soft spot for me. Uh, so they're running with their boogie boards. That's what they're doing. <laughs> they're going to get to, to go surf the maggots. Uh, oh, and wow. then, blah. and then next up, it's uh, Tim, off-roading. Yeah, off-roading, r- riding down a muddy trail through the woods. Mm-hmm. Tim, Brad, and Randy are all on ATVs. Mark, for some reason, is trailing them on a moped. It's a BMX. Uh, it's a BMX. Well, how come he gets a different one? How come the least competent <laughs> child gets the fewest number of wheels? Um, that's a good question. I mean, pecking order? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, so they're off-roading. Yep. We then cut to them arriving at the church for the rehearsal thing. Just covered in mud. Like, this is the sort of thing that's like... I, I don't know. I, I There's no excuse for it. I mean, even in the writing of the episode, it's the same joke as arriving at the cocktail party in your fishing gear. True. Yes. Just pick one and, and make it funnier. Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> just, just make it better. Make it work. Uh, we the, cut to... Oh, sorry. What do you no, mean? I was going to say we cut to golf. Yeah. Which, you know, that's... Which is what kids love to do. They love yeah. playing golf. Golf. Uh, it's so much fun. A game so fun that uh, as a 30-year-old man, I totally love golf. Golf. The game that kids like. I've been playing golf since I was five. I know, and maybe this was partially set up as a, as, a, as a burn. I just, I cannot, like, maybe, I get that there's some kids who like golf. Yeah. These three kids are not the kids who like golf. Mark has the demeanor for it, though. True. I, I definitely can see Mark playing golf later in his life. Okay, I can see, yeah. Mark Tim, is, I don't understand. Like, why yeah. would he even choose to go golfing? It yeah. doesn't seem like his, his game at all. If Tim can't sit through the theater, he's yeah. not going to sit through golf. Like, and le- like the only reason... Right. Unless you really like drinking. <laughs> I'm not trying to impugn golf because there's yeah. athleticism there. But I'm also... Like, the sort of dads who I think of as being really into golf, I look at it and it's like, are you really into golf or are you really into, like, getting solidly buzzed while playing a sport that isn't bowling? Uh, yeah, it, it's questionable. Uh, you know, there are certain tropes that come with it. Drinking, uh, feeling like you're in a safe man space so that you can be as racist as you like. Yeah. It's very uncomfortable a lot of times when I'm golfing with certain people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, also, I mean, other tropes, uh, blowing up the entire golf course because you're trying to catch a gopher. <laughs> The gopher starting to dance. Yep. Rodney Dangerfield driving around in a boat, wrecking everybody's shit. <laughs> well, I, so this shot lasts for all of 10 seconds, and I don't want to waste too much time on it. Yeah. But it does uh, fit nicely into an existing theory that we have about Mark. That's right. I'm bringing theories back for season five, oh baby. Oh, my gosh. Oh, we're changing so many things. <laughs> it's They've been dormant for like the last season and a half. More than that, even, I'd say. Do you remember a Christmas episode? I want to say it was in season two, might have been season three, where Mark was, we, we speculated that he might be telekinesis, or telekinetic. He, yeah, no, he's the physical embodiment of telekinesis. <laughs> he's one of them, they're dark phoenixes. Remember, yeah. he, he was looking at the, the Santa. Yeah, and it falls over. And it falls over, yeah. and there have been a few other instances of it. Same thing happens with this golf ball here. True, true. It, yeah, it like, he... He's, like, trying to line up a putt, taking a long time. Tim is rushing. As soon as he putts, Tim, like, grabs him and pulls him into the golf cart. And the ball just rolls and rolls and rolls and right yeah. into the thing. And then in the outtakes, too, we see it kind of do a, a yeah. circle around the cup and then into it. Just yeah. completely defying physics. Yeah. Um, 
I think I'm just saying so, he might have a little sissy space in him. So so you're saying Mark has mastered the art of telekinesis and is using it to cheat at golf and manifest uh, creepy home improvement logos. Okay, actually, you know, in light of everything, when you when you factor in that he has an imaginary friend who <laughs> bends the laws of time and space, yeah. it seems less implausible that he'd use telekinesis for golf. An imaginary friend that is constructed of actual things, I would imagine with telekinesis, you could probably assemble things into a form and give them movement and uh, basically turn your imaginary friend into a physical, tangible one. Okay, now the grunt creep makes more sense. <laughs> You just have to take a lot of other things for granted first. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. It really is Mark's world, and we're all just living in it. Um, they go to the tennis courts where Tim... Uh, really, the only thing that seems to be happening here is the boys seem to be taking joy in shooting balls at Tim. Because they're not playing, it doesn't seem like. Yeah, Tim, it's not, I'm playing tennis with my sons. It's, I've got my sons operating a tennis ball shooting machine. Yeah. And Tim encourages them to up it to ballistic. Ballistic. Or, or ballistic. Because they're balls. And he gets showered in balls, giggity. Um, <laughs> and then... Then we cut to uh, the birthday party, surprise yeah. birthday party. Which is part of the weekend's festivities. Yeah. I forgot what her name is. I Aunt. think it's I think it's Aunt Edna. Aunt Edna, yeah, that's right. Uh, she's trying to blow out the candles on her birthday cake. Tim, yet again, is getting impatient and blows them out for... Like, come on, dude. This is the guy that's like... There are... There's a whole function that exists here that is so much bigger than you. Yeah. Just acquiesce or don't show up yeah seriously i i mean yeah it would have been easier to skip this thing than to ruin it for everybody and then lastly it's tim and the boys in a show enough hot air balloon yeah. filmed from a helicopter the budge that they're and blasting on this so much budge this is really what i think i even said to you on the couch like either they went to michigan uh because this has been so accurate to it or they did immense research because hot air balloons are huge in michigan really yeah the town that i grew up next to uh has a hot air balloon festival wow you know landon i'd say that hot air balloons are huge everywhere because they're very big uh, but yeah yeah no but uh, but that stupid joke aside why like what about michigan <laughs> makes it more hot air balloon is it just to fly over the middle part of the state that no one wants to go i, to? I guess so yeah there's nothing to land on <laughs> yeah it's just a void. That's exactly. You fall into the void and then you become a transition. The transitions come from central Michigan. We know it now. Okay. Huge, huge it's, burn. Take that kid rock. And if Tim knows what he's going to need as a transition in a future episode, he just hires a hot air balloon, takes up uh, you know, a fish or a wrench or a shattered piece of glass, takes it up in the hot air balloon and then just drops it into the void so that it shows up as a transition on the show. Tim just dusting his hands off. Our work here is done. Um... So and then we get a hot air balloon transition back to the hotel. Yes. I just want to say this one thing. Having yeah. seen this this montage. Yes, Tim is being assy in that he is showing up, you know, covered in mud for things. He's clearly in a rush to go off and do other stuff. At the same time, I look at, the, like, based on his response when they get to the cocktail party, they make it there with 30 seconds to spare. Tim is on time for all these things. And I'm not saying that we need to lower the bar, but... As people who live in L.A., we're very accustomed to people being an hour late for something for no particular reason. <laughs> yeah. Tim has said he'll be there at a certain time. He shows up on time, and we seem to get the impression he, sh he showed up on time. Well, I guess he's a little bit late for the rehearsal. But, I don't know. The, my takeaway from this is that, yes, Tim is being an asshole. But on the other hand, he and the boys seem to be, like, to be a kid, 
Like to be one of the sons and be like, my oh man, my dad and I had this amazing weekend. We did okay. like six different things. We were running all like that because like as a kid, yeah. going at that pace like matches your attention span. Probably, I, I appreciate that you brought that perspective to it. Uh, I was gonna take you to task for um, giving him credit for being on time because I think it's less rude to show up twenty minutes late presentable than on time covered in mud but. well and but this is the thing about tim he's all about obey the letter of the law yeah. exactly but not the spirit of it so it's like she told me to be here at a time and i'm here at that time i win and, and my response I, to that is go fuck yourself am i am i covered in river water do i smell like fish not part of the equation i got here on time i am here the time is this time and I still respond, go fuck yourself. Yeah, that's that's fine. I mean, I'm just... I'm, but the I'm whole not point being, he shouldn't I, go and fuck himself. I'm, I'm glad that you brought up the kid perspective, because I hadn't thought about that. And you're right, that does actually seem like a really cool memory that they will have. Landon, have you lost that sense of childlike wonder? I, I have. And that's... Uh, Love and feeling? Love and feeling. I couldn't oh. remember the lyrics. <laughs> thank you. Thank God I was here to dive in and save you from your own joke. <laughs> you are nothing if not my safety net. I am just I'm just your righteous brother, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, I don't know. So I, I'm looking at this and I'm like, even though he's not being a great hus- husband in this moment, he is being a pretty cool dad. I mean, because also he's not off like getting wasted or trying to hang out with Alan yeah. Wilson. He's taken the boys. He is he is having the best time of his life with his sons. True. I, I mean, I don't want to split hairs too much, but I do get the sense he's doing it more for himself than for the boys. Yeah. But whatever. Like I said, not going to give, give me, give me the, give me the W, Landon. It's season five. I'm trying to, <laughs> okay, trying you're to right, find you're silver right. linings. Silver linings, positivity. I, I'm all for it. Yes. We'll, we'll give him the, the benefit of the doubt here with a huge caveat. Okay. Um, <laughs> I say this right as we go into the next scene where it actually becomes bad. Um, <laughs> Back to the hotel. Yes. Jill is writing her poem for the a wedding. Yes. Rather, she is struggling to. She's been trying. She spent two hours trying to find a word that rhymes with matrimony. Yeah. Uh, and Tim comes in with the boys and says, oh, well, it's four, four hours till the wedding. We're going to go water skiing. And Jill is Jill is upset about how hard it is to write this thing and Tim's, and how stressed out she's been. And Tim says, yeah. come on, just come water skiing with us. It'll be a good time. Let's do it. And Jill gives up on trying to write the poem and comes in water skis. Which I was actually surprised for, and I'm, I got kind of excited. I'm like, oh, okay, Jill getting, you know, uh, letting loose, going, uh, going hog wild. Uh, yeah. What, I, what are some other... Um, uh, thesauruses for go, that going over the top um, um, <laughs> having big trouble in little China uh, buckaroo bonsaiing across the 8th dimension uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, she's teen wolfing okay. she's uh, you know she's Naked sister, luncheon. sister acting okay. she's back in the habit <laughs> she's electric boogalooing all over the place hither and yon uh, unfortunately th- it's, it's she's very fleeing <laughs> Jesus we, we go to the lake Yes. Uh, unless you had anything more about that scene. Uh, no, I was trying to think of more 80s movies I could compare it to. <laughs> She's Caddyshack Tewing. Um They go to the lake. The full family is now water skiing. We started out with Brad. Um, well, we don't see the full family doing it. Like, they're well, all, they're all, all they're, of them are on the boat. They're on the Brad boat. Brad is the one water skiing at the moment. Yeah. Uh, Zachary Ty Bryan, in fact, actually yeah. out there doing it. Yeah, I so thought it was a stunt boy, but it wasn't a stunt boy. It, it wasn't. It was a real boy. <laughs> <laughs> like Pinocchio, played by JTT. <laughs> Uh, and then we get a Tim transition. A Tim-sition. Uh, he falls from the sky. Uh, a tim position. the one water skiing. And, uh, again, like, there's something about this joke that should be funny to me. That they're so blatantly 
cutting between a stunt person. And, like, that is the joke in this scene. Yeah, the, the guy's doing, like, flips around on it's, the board, and it cuts back to Tim. Yeah, it's the same joke from uh, the, the dance floor uh, at the party where, you know, at the credits, and then yeah. he does the whole breakdancing thing. I like that joke a lot, though. I did, too. But this one, in particular, there's just something that bothers me a little bit about it, because it's Tim... I don't know, like... He's he's clowning, he's fronting. He's clowning, and it's like... for I don't know, it's like... He's not doing anything to make it funny. No, he's not. He and, was, but it feels like he's taking all the credit for it. He he would, like... Maybe I'm projecting. I, I'll bring this up in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> next, next week on personal work. Uh, yeah, he... I don't know, I think that the breakdancing bit was funnier because there it was just like... Because you wouldn't expect, like, you know, Tim breakdancing is inherently funny. Yeah. And Tim, it was an accident. Yeah, and it was, like, not a thing he, like, and also it's, like, a thing that he kind of has kept a secret from the family. Like, he goes yeah. down there late at night and is looking around, and then he, like, yeah. puts on the, and then he leaves. Here, he is clearly just kind of showing off, like, the joke is just, Tim's good at water skiing. He just does a bunch of flips. He's riding around. Yeah. And then, in the end, he pulls himself closer and closer, like, on one ski, pulling himself closer and closer back to the boat. And then, like, jumps onto it smoothly yeah. and says something like, ah, oh, I'm great. I don't know. I actually don't know what he says. He doesn't say, I'm great. That's, that was his inner monologue. That's, that's just what Truman Capps, semi-professional writer, could come up with on the fly. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, there's just this the cumulative effect. I don't need to go into it any further. But we go uh, after Tim finishes skiing. They dock the boat. Uh, and then Tim just, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Tells Jill, you know, don't, you know, she, I can't remember what well, she prompts to say it, but. Well, they're, they're talking about how everyone water skied except Jill. Yeah. And, and Tim says something like, ah, Jill doesn't water ski. And she, or your mother doesn't water ski. And she says, oh, I, I, I used to water ski. I used to be a great yeah. athlete. And he goes, yeah, you used to be a good athlete. Now you write poetry and go to weddings. Just why? T- Tim, you, you go to weddings. We've watched like, you I, go to multiple weddings. I, the, oh, God, I do not want to start season five this way, but. It's not even a character thing. It's, like, it's a writing thing. I'm getting Bernie hands. I yeah, realize he's, he's, it. Like, yeah. it's the, the millionaires one, and the billionaires writing Tim Allen this the way. The 1% of the writers on this show. I think it's more than 1%. <laughs> Perhaps, yeah. yeah. But it's... Oh, he doesn't have to say this. It's... <laughs> there's just this subtext of... What I like is better than what you like. What you like sucks... Uh, and what you like is culture and things that are good for this world. And what I like is, you Water know, skiing. what I see as manhood. And, you know, I don't know. It just really bothers me. Yeah. It's not yeah. even a funny joke. It's not. That's, I think, what really gets under my skin the most. I feel like in a lot of these cases, like, either he makes a funny joke in a tone that we don't, like, we would, like, we don't mind Tim being kind of a snarky asshole. It's just the tone and the way that he delivers the snarky assholeness. Like, again, watching Frasier. Frazier is a dick to he people is. around him a lot, but it's delivered in a way that's funny, and there's always shots of his dad or Niles or whoever laughing or giving him a look. It always evens the playing field, you know, either in the moment or by the end of the episode. Yeah, the, the playing field gets evened out, and it's clear that the people around him, like, understand that he's joking, or they are pissed at him, and they get their revenge. Yeah. Whereas with Tim, it is just, he's shooting he clay pigeons. Shit. Yeah, he's just talking. Yeah, I... I 
happen to know another uh, idiot that does that a mm. lot. And look, that's getting everyone. Yeah, yeah, you know. And he, you know, and aside from the podcast that you make with him, you don't have to interact with him that much. So it's it's fine. You don't have any problems. Oh, Thurman. Uh, uh, it's it's pronounced Terman. Oh, thank Terman, you. Sorry. According to the lady at Cheesecake Factory six years ago. So anyway, uh, so Jill takes this as a challenge. Yep. We go, go back out. Cut back to the lake. Jill is now on the water skis kicking some ass. Yep. Yep. Kicking some water around. And then Tim gets distracted looking at a paraglider paraglider, and he takes Jill off of the water skiing ramp that is conveniently there. Yeah, they don't quite jump a shark. No, they don't. They just jump some water and then water and then land hard. (laughs) And so then we we go to the next scene back at the hotel where Tim and the boys are getting ready for the wedding. And Tim is now telling Jill, hurry up, you're going to be late for the wedding, which is just like... And Jill comes out of the bathroom with her nose bandaged as though it's been broken and her arm in a sling and she's limping. And the audience laughs and immediately I'm like, oh... Uh, this stops being fun when I yeah. see like if it had just been if she just if the scene had just been her kind of like staggering out and like her hair is blown back or something and it's just like cartoon hurt fine but like right. having her I'm reminded of the movie Dumb and Dumber uh-huh. I'm reminded of the film Dumb and Dumber <laughs> uh, there's oh, that old art house masterpiece well I heard an, I heard Terry Gross interview uh, the Farrelly <laughs> brothers I did hear Terry Gross interview the Farrelly brothers uh, years and years and years ago but they were talking about how there's that scene where uh, Jeff uh, Jeff Daniels mm-hmm. is pl- frolicking in the snow with the girl right and he smashes her in the face of a yeah with, with a snowball huge, yeah like she flicks a little snow at him and, uh-huh. and he throws this huge amount of snow back at her and they had it on set they shot it so that when she comes back up she's like her nose is bleeding yeah yeah and so they said that with you know they thought that was hilarious test audiences they thought the scene was hysterical people were laughing and laughing when she comes back up with the blood everyone went silent they were like oh shit he hurt her and they, yeah. and they were like, so they had to digitally remove the the blood from under her nose. I feel like this is kind of that thing where mm. like, haha, Tim took Jill off the jump and she crashed. Right. And like, that's funny in a sitcom way. But then as soon as it's like, oh, they went to urgent care. Because the joke is Tim getting hurt. Yes. Yes. Jill doesn't deserve to get hurt here. Jill, who has been, been <clears throat> responsible and playing by the rules for the entire episode. Yeah. It's just, it's a poor writing thing. I, I hate to be Monday morning you know, writer's room here, but yeah. the the way this episode is constructed, like there, the the conflict is just slightly off kilter. The comeuppance is slightly off kilter, and like it just kind of wobbles along. Yeah, uh, where like the whole thing should have been Tim making a promise to you know not disrupt the the wedding in any certain way, you know, and then driving the fucking boat through it you know hangover style or whatever the case may be yeah. like he fucks up the wedding by his own comeuppance rather than hurting jill who is an innocent bystander and we all have sympathy for and now like you the episode kind of lost me at this point yes yes i mean granted we're we're near the end here but yeah yeah it's a good time to get lost yeah uh so jill is very angry she comes out and is angry at the boys angry at tim She's saying rightly she so. she yeah rightfully so. She's saying she can't go to the wedding. Tim is insisting that she has to go. He says you can't let some nicks and cuts and contusions stop you from going. If I did that, I'd never go anywhere. <laughs> Which also, yeah, is funny. Yeah, well, I got a larf. Yeah, but it's again like it should have been a larger laugh, but it's so dampered down by this situation that we're in. Yeah. Um, and also, I'm just not a fan of how Tim is handling the situation where like 
he did this thing to her and now he's telling her what she has to do and not yeah. do where it's just like let her make a fucking decision for herself T- tim who's been resistant to doing any wedding stuff this yeah. entire time is now suddenly the master of weddings yeah now that he's ready to go to the wedding now she has to be ready and she like do you can you imagine how incensed he would have been if she said no let's not go to the wedding after the, everything that he's just been through mm-hmm. i mean episode would have taken yet another uh headache turn yes um so anyway, anyway, thank you for pulling me out of that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm on a I'm, I'm negative spiral here. <laughs> so they go to the wedding. Everyone is staring at Jill, which is kind of rude on their behalf. Like this family member, like clearly she's yeah. injured. Don't like you've seen a person with injuries before. Also, this looks suspiciously like the church uh, from back in Hamtramck. Oh yes, yes. I thought that during the rehearsal. It's a lot like the one where they uh, go when uh, when Brad has been grounded on Christmas. Yes, or when Mark spells Leon uh, yes. in his uh, choir. Yes. Uh, when and Tim has his own propane burner because <laughs> yep. they won't give him a candle. So, um, you know, when it's time for Jill to do her reading, Jill, like, refuses to get up and do it, but Tim forces her to get up. He winds up hurting her by pushing her up. She then trips on her way up the aisle. We know it's upsetting. <laughs> it is upsetting, but what... There's something new that kind of I oh, feel robbed of in this thing. scene, which is Patricia Richardson, like, she has a lot of comedic talent, mm-hmm. uh, uh, physical mm-hmm. comedy. Uh, which we haven't seen from her really before. Um, and I would have loved to have found this really funny, but it's the context that it's in that I'm like, uh, he's just like, he's strong arming her to get up on her sore arm. And then he trips and, you know, she falls to the ground and then smacks her in the face with the microphone. Yeah. Like the situation I don't find funny, but her performance in it, I think is really great. And I really, really want to see more physical comedy out of her. Yeah. Yeah. She, she handles the moment. Well, yeah. Um, and yeah, so she goes up there, starts to read her poem, which by the way, she never finished the poem before leaving for water skiing. <laughs> so she I must've done it in the ER. Yeah. Yeah. I guess well, loopy on, on pain drugs probably was a beautiful Also, that's poem. a very fast ER. If they were leaving with four hours and then they got an entire water skiing trip in there, that's a, and then had to get there before the wedding. Oh my there God. must not be a lot of traffic in Traverse City. Um, <laughs> be surprised. Uh, so... You know, she's up there, she tries to start a reading, but the microphone is too low. She bends over to the microphone, she tries to start a reading, then Tim comes up to help her and he adjusts the mic and he slides the mic up and smashes her right in the nose. Yep. And then how does the reading go? We don't know, because we cut back to the Taylor's getting home. (laughs) Actually, well, no, he hits her in the nose and then we cut to Brad going, it's going to be a long ride home. Yeah. Um... They all do go home. Yeah. Uh, Tim tries to comfort Jill, but she's pretty pissed, pretty... Uh, understandably so. Randy, like, she goes stomping off upstairs and, and, you know, Randy says, well, I'm glad we got one last good weekend in before everything came crashing down. <laughs> All of the boys here are just kind of lamenting either the end of their marriage or Tim's death. Yeah, yeah And yeah. I found that very funny. Yeah, like, like Tim says, I've got a million ideas about how to make this better. And Mark goes, are any of them good? And Tim <laughs> goes, no. <laughs> Uh, and then we cut to the next morning. Tim has fallen asleep on the uh, dining room table. Yep. A uh, bunch of papers scattered around him. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Jill comes downstairs, still looking uh, worse for the wear. Yeah. And Tim in this, you know, they're talking, uh, you know, a little bit in the way in the way that it often is at the end of an episode where Jill is super mad at Tim. She goes to sleep. Tim sleeps somewhere else. And then she comes down in the morning and is still mad, but is less mad. Yeah. That kind of that kind of diet mad. And well, I think. That's a sign of maturity on her part, True. I think, to be able to compartmentalize and contextualize and you sure. know, essentially forgive on a certain level. Yeah. 
Uh, and Tim says to her, uh, you know, you wouldn't have gotten hurt if I wasn't so focused on having fun. There you have it, folks. Your moment of self-awareness. Come back next week. Uh, and Jill admits that what really made her mad was that Tim got to have all the fun. And Tim promises that at the next family event they go to, no one will have any fun. See, another joke that I think is really funny. Yeah. I just the, I, I like the delivery there. Yeah. Okay, I just wasn't like after everything else we've seen. It, that precisely, precisely. Yeah. Uh, she asks what he's been working on. What is all this paper scattered around you? Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a poem that he wrote to her uh, to apologize. Yeah, and she finds it sweet. Yeah, and everything's okay. That's the end of the episode. <laughs> everything is gonna be all right. Uh, I was gonna go into one more thing, but uh, let's not. Let's go to the backyard. Randy is showing, um, this is our stinger, mm-hmm. Randy's showing Tim how to uh, do the cast that Wilson taught Brad. I don't know how Will, uh, Randy learned it, but um, as Tim does his uh, back cast, or I don't know what you call this, back swing with a... I've never fished, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> uh, he, of course, you know, uh, hooks hooks Jill's skirt yes. who, as she comes outside to ask if they're ready to go. Yep. And uh, just tears her skirt right off. She's got some slip-on underneath or something, so don't get too excited, perverts. <laughs> Very. Hey, listen, you can get excited as you want. You know this what? This is a good cop, bad cop scenario. Oh, okay, this is like a sexually liberated cop and Catholic cop. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we go to the outtakes where Tim is on the water skis, and we actually see how the, the donuts are made in the morning. Yep, time, time to make the water ski donuts. <laughs> I made the water ski donuts. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, so there's that. There's that. That's the episode. Uh, is there anything in it that you want to cover that we didn't? No, I think we we were thorough, as we always are. I agree. So this is typically where we go into tweet time. Yes. And since this is the beginning of a season, uh, we don't actually have a tweet time yet. <laughs> but I'm all for more sound effects. Does that mean I get to bring the theme songs back? That's the we don't have any tweets theme. <laughs> Listen for it next season in our first episode. <laughs> um, so what we're going to do, I'm going to pose uh, the tweet time question for next week right now. <gasps> so answer on our social media channels at GruntWorkPod, both on Instagram and Twitter. The question is, since next week is Halloween, Ooh. what is... The most creative Halloween costume that you've ever had. Mm. And uh, feel free to include a picture and let us know if it's okay to repost that elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we will pick one person to uh, read on air next week. So you'd better be the best. <laughs> you better not let us down. Uh, and if you're interested in uh, our Halloween costumes, we will be covering um, uh, Halloween as our theme on Grunt Work Nights, our Patreon-exclusive uh, show yes. next week. Yes. Uh, with that, that brings us to our last segment. Yes. The Grunt Count. The Grunt Count for this episode. I have to guess. Yeah. You have to. I'm sorry. I forgot. Zero. You're right. We're on track. <laughs> Surprising. Okay. So I don't... I don't know. I mean, last season threw me through such a loop that I don't even know if I could have predicted if it was going to go up or down. I, you know what? I feel like last season might be a baseline that we're going to kind of stick to, where Tim only grunts on special occasions like Easter and Christmas. I think you might be right. 
but the show has consistently proven us wrong on just about every single front. But it also proved us wrong on the most central one, which was that as the show went on, it would get gruntier, and it has not done that. It has not. No. It has gotten less grunty over Very time. much less grunty. I think because we're getting further and further away from when Tim Allen was famous for his grunting man stand-up show, <laughs> and now is famous for hurting himself. <laughs> yeah. Yet he didn't do that in this episode either. No, he only hurt his do wife. Do you think this, uh, this season is going to be more about him hurting other people? Well, then we're going to have troubles with this season. My optimism will have been misplaced. <laughs> wow. Okay. Grunt work zero. Grunt count is zero. Grunt work also zero. <laughs> I get a zero for that answer. Um, I think that's it for yeah. this uh, for this first episode of season five. Oh, my God. It feels good to be back. Yeah, I know. It actually does. <laughs> uh, and we want to thank our other patrons, uh, Spencer Cheyenne. Uh, Cheyenne? Chyan. God damn. Landon, come on, dude. I How? just, I, I still, you know, I'm going to do this right now. I'm, on air. I'm lamenting you, whereas I also cannot remember which one she prefers. <laughs> I'm just looking up uh, the pronunciation. Just just talking as, as Landon uh, Googles away at this, just chewing up that there airtime. Yes, sir. Okay, this is what you it's pay this, for. yeah, really going to take too much time. So I'm going to um, just say Cheyenne. Cheyenne. And hope it's right, and, and then I'll them, look it up between fingers. now and next week. And, uh, and I'll tattoo it on my forehead so you can <laughs> thank remember you. it. Also, Michael Mason and TJ. Thank you, all of you. You guys thank make you. this show happen. Yes. And uh, if you want to uh, help our show, uh, <laughs> it's like we've never done an outro before. Well, it's been a little while. It has we got been. some rust. If you enjoyed today's show and want to help us create even better content, consider becoming an official grunthead like the people we just read on our Patreon. That's right. For as little as $1 a month, you'll get access to our exclusive bonus content like our weekly Gruntwork Nights episodes. And if you decide to subscribe at one of our higher tiers, uh, you'll also get access to our video feed for Gruntwork Nights, Ooh. periodic gi uh, gifts, <gasps> uh, a special video message. Oh my gosh, the special video messages. We will, we will speak directly to you guys. Imagine that. Can Just you? close your eyes for one second and think of how exciting that will be. Us close speaking your to eyes you. And I'll, I, can't, I don't know the rest of the lyrics. I, I didn't even know what you were going for there. That doesn't matter. This is, this is what you pay for. It's like more of this. These two dudes talking to you. That's what you get if you give us money every month. And you can do that by going to patreon.com slash gruntworkpod. Uh, but if you want to help others find this show, the this one, one you're right here. currently listening to, the, the one, free one. The one flowing into your ears at this moment, poisoning your brain. Uh, if you want to get the antidote to that poison, you must... Leave us a rating or review on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You want to play a game? <laughs> <laughs> um, and in addition to the antidote, uh, you get a little something extra, and uh, Truman's going to tell you what that is. What you get is a special clip-on microphones that we don't wind up, say, inadvertently re-breaking your nose. <laughs> Okay. Veiled threat. Yeah. Veiled threat. Not going to lie. <laughs> okay. I, I'm all for that. Uh, taking a new new uncharted territories in season five. Stop by to say hi to us on Twitter and Instagram where you can find us at GruntWorkPod. And you can find today's show information and other things on our website, which is www.gruntworkpodcast.com. Uh, until next week when we bring you some sweet, sweet home improvement content. I've been Landon Solano. I've been Truman Caps. And remember, if anyone gathered here today objects to this podcast ending, speak now or forever hold your peace. Now, what if I just happen to say something? Well, then, okay, well, all right, start the episode again. We got to go again, guys. <laughs> Put on a pot of coffee, boys. It's going to be a long night.